The future of radio. The future of radio. The future of radio. The future of radio is here. Unemploymentradio.com. It's funny, I used to have the technique where I could go around, uh-huh. you know, kind of from booth to booth. And then I would end up like being, oh, well, wow, that's pretty cool. You know, I, I wonder what those sound and like. And get samples? Yeah. Uh, basically, my, my uh, idea of how to get samples. Yeah. But anymore, I have lost that ability years ago. Like, I do not have that ability anymore. That's sad. Now, do you think it's because you've changed or because the sample tables have changed? I think it's a little bit of both. Oh, boy. But I do have to say, I think my skills have definitely declined. Oh, you're on the downhill slope? I'm on the downhill slope with my oh, samples. No. Oh, no. You, you sample peaked already? My, I sample peaked. I'm on the sample slope. Oh, Hello, no. everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah Stillen. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network, then available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. And thank you for finding us and thank you for listening thanks for downloading thanks for hitting subscribe and sticking with fun employment radio thanks we for sticking with us during all these ups and downs and different schedules and all this stuff we are going to be back to normal as soon as greg gets back from the consumer electronics show well that's what i was going to get to too so yeah over this last couple of weeks um you know our schedule has been a little bit off and we haven't put out as many shows part of that's you know the holidays and then getting out of town. And next week, I am. I'm going to be down at the Consumer Electronics Show. We're going to talk about that here. Uh, but because of that, you know, the show schedule has been a little jumbly. And uh, after I get back, we're back on our normal schedule. So thanks, everybody, for your patience on that. Um, there are stuff, there are episodes in the archives and things that you can listen to there as well. But uh, the regular podcasting will be back soon. Although next week, Sarah's got some announcements to make that uh, I believe that she's going to be handling some things next week. Wait, that I sounded ha- wrong. That, yeah, what are you doing? That's not how I meant that to sound. What is happening over there? <laughs> no, so I will be doing some shows next week um, with an array of special guests who I am still figuring out right now. All but right. my first one I do have is going to be the one and only Mr. Aaron Duran from Geek in the City. He's going to be joining me on Monday where we might or might not have to have some four loco. I'm not sure. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, that could be happening, and those will be that'll be a show that people will listen to uh, right after they see us on Good Day Oregon because Good Day Oregon is going to be airing on Monday morning, oh, nine a.m. I forgot Pacific, and that's here in Oregon. But then it's I'm sure it's going to be available online on was YouTube. That, did so. we just film that this week too? That was just this week. That's yeah, that's crazy. how crazy it feels like. Like a month ago. It does. It feels really weird. This, I think it's just the fact that Christmas and New Year's were both on like Tuesdays. I think that definitely played a role into it. But yeah, so on Monday, uh, tune in to Good Day Oregon, 9 a.m. Pacific, and you'll be able to see Sarah and I um, talking to Stephanie Kralovich. And uh, I hope. It, I but hopefully, we out. don't look like idiots. Hopefully, we don't look like idiots. We might look like idiots. I mean, we probably do, and we're going to look like morbid, like morbidly obese. Well, compared to her. Oh well, yeah. Yeah. Anyone compared to her? I mean, she's just a teeny tiny pixie of a lady. Yeah. Uh, she's so nice. So too. nice too. She is super nice, um, and very, very nice of coming for to come out here and film at our studio. Oh yeah, you'll get to see the studio and and um, yeah, the whole setup there. She did like a whole intro for it. I mean, it's pretty cool. I'm pretty stoked about it. So that'll be. I'm nervous. On I hate doing like I like doing TV things because they help, but I also hate them because I'm like I always look at myself. I'm like, oh god. Yeah, well, it's being asked, does Sarah exist this time? Yeah, and that's because the last time we were on. Uh, just for a brief recap, again, I'm assuming there's some newer people that are listening in because they saw us on Good Day Oregon. The last time we were on there, well, I was on there with Jason Lamb talking mm-hmm. about the Portland Podcast Festival, of which Sarah is fully a third member and founder of. And both of us forgot to mention Sarah's name. As though she didn't exist. And I will never live that down. Yeah, not even my name, just like my existence in general, that there was a third person that, nope. you know, 
not even on acknowledged. Festival. Like nothing. Not acknowledged not at all. A darn thing. Yep. So um, hopefully this will make up for it. And they don't edit. <laughs> you're not like edited out of it. Uh, what if you're edited out? It could be. I mean, that would be fair play. I can mm. handle that. I mean, you can't edit me completely out. Are you sure? I suppose you could. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's if a you really, that yeah. yeah. If, some, if somebody really wanted to, they could probably cut it up to where, yeah, I'm just not in it at all. Oh man, that would suck. That would be okay. It's just, I thought you said that you'd be fine with that. Well, not completely out. Mm-hmm. I'm fine if you know you cut out most. You know of my what? Talking you know how parts, I felt. But... I wasn't in it a little bit. I was completely out. <laughs> oh man, mm-hmm. somebody's gonna put together a cut of that where it's just nothing. Where I'm not in it at all. Anyway, thank you for tuning in to find that. So, yeah, so next week I'm going to be down at the Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas for Digital Trends, uh, one of my other companies that I work for, and uh, doing some broadcasting. So, all right, essentially. So, people don't know what, because I barely know what it is, but and I know yeah. it because like, I always hear you talking about it. But if somebody doesn't know, if they aren't like really into the tech stuff and everything and they're not quite aware what CES is, Tell people what the Consumer Electronics Show is. That's fair. It is kind of confusing because you, I know it, like I know of it, but I don't quite know exactly what happens. I know that there are a bunch of like techie people and nerds and like contraptions all in like yeah. one big like convention center thing. That's that's a you know that's a good base assessment of what it is. But yeah, so essentially, it's put on by the Consumer Technology Association, and they they're a governing not a governing body, but it's a, it's like a trade. Union, not a trade union. That's a wrong word too. Well, that's the Consumer Technology Association. All the consumer technology, like Let's technology companies. It out in real time. Oh boy, I'm already. I've lost it. I haven't even started broadcasting. Uh, this happens to everybody, by the way, who goes to CES. Every single person who does this goes through this mental um, unraveling. It's just part of even it. Even before you get there. Even before you get there, yeah. Because I guess the, there's so the much expectations to do. start yeah. start weighing down right around now. So. Let me start over. The Consumer Electronics Show uh, takes place in Las Vegas once a year, and it's, I believe, still the largest uh, convention in the world. There may be one in Germany that's a little bit bigger, but either way, it's enormous. So it takes up the entire Las Vegas Convention Center, which is huge. I don't even remember how many square feet, but it's not just that anymore. They also took over the parking lots, and then they took over about... I don't know, five different hotels, six different hotels as far as all of their convention space and those hotels as well. So it's essentially the city of Las Vegas is converted into CES. Like it's You cannot miss it. It's everywhere. <laughs> and there's about 180,000 people, I believe, that attend. Oh, that's too many people. It's, th- it's so many people. It's so many people. Is and it one of those random things like at conventions like or at a concert or whatever when you are in – someplace with like 200,000 people and you keep seeing the same people over and over again. Yeah, that'll happen. That's like always the uh-huh. strangest thing. Like it, it happens anywhere. Like not even people that you're friends with. You just happen to see like the same person yeah. over and over and over again. Yeah. And like different areas and like. That can happen. Yeah. Yeah. And then, although also, you know, faces start to run together and you're like, and at a certain point you're just kind of like punch drunk because you're like, I don't know what's going on anymore. Um, but yeah, so it's like 180,000 people and because there's so many people, you know, part of it I'll walk through what it's actually like being on the floor of it. But it's, but to describe CES, anyway, continuing on with that. So all of the major technology companies, except for Apple, they refuse to go, uh, have gigantic booths there. And it's where they debut. Wait, Apple refuses to go? Yeah, Apple won't go. They do their own thing because they're Apple. Oh. So they don't go to CES. They're the only company that doesn't. Like the only big company. I mean, aren't people who are like like have like super boners for their iPhones like all like bummed out about that <laughs> uh, I mean probably but that's that's just what Apple does 
Huh. Apple does not. Apple doesn't. Uh, um, you know, go with your rules. They don't man. affiliate with yeah. other people. We do our own thing, man. Okay. So that's that's just what it is. Apple's not there, but everybody else is. So Samsung, Sony, LG. You know, any name any technology company of any size, they are going to be there, and they have these gigantic, elaborate, crazy, multi-million-dollar booths that they set up. Like last year, Samsung had this one where it was a you walked into this completely black room, but it was lined with curved OLED screens from floor to ceiling, and so it was like you were going through a canyon. Then it switched to you were on like in like a in the Antarctica, like it was just crazy. And that's just like one thing. So they try to do things to lure people in. So they just spend millions of dollars on these sets. Millions. Millions of wow. dollars. So and, what's the point? Well, the point is, so the only people that can attend are industry people, industry and media. So you have to be one of those two. So a normal, if you're just off the street, you can't just walk up and go in. You can't even buy a ticket. So it, that's that's only industry people. And the thing is, the point is to to show off what technology they have, their products, and generally speaking, to show off their new stuff, what's going to be coming out this year. And so that's a big part of it. So, you know, the new televisions will be there. The new, some new phones will be there. Phones are kind of at a different thing, but there, there'll be some of that. Like the foldable phones where the screen folds. So I don't know if you've seen that. There's a phone where if it folds in half and then the screen, like, and then so it's all one solid screen and then you can fold it out to like a tablet thing. I'm going to get to look at one of those, I think. Things like that. So the other part of it, though, is they also showcase what's going to be in the future, like speculation, like spec products. All right. And a lot of those happen in autonomous cars because the auto industry is a huge part of CES now. What about like video games? Is it stuff like that? Video games aren't really a part of it. Okay. Yeah. Video games have their own thing called E3. So they're... Video games don't have much of a presence at CES. Now, VR does. Virtual reality does. So there's some games of that. One of the things I'm going to get to do is put on a uh, a haptic suit. It's a what the heck is that? So it's a it's a suit you wear with like a bunch of I mean, and I haven't seen it myself yet, but it's a, with like a bunch of sensors on it, and essentially, like if you're in a VR game and you know somebody hits you, it'll like give you a pressure points. So it's like pressure points across your body. Why do you want to feel someone hitting you? I don't know, or whatever it is. Like somebody, I don't know. Yeah. Wait, is it like one of those green suits with the balls all over it? It's not quite a green. It's a black suit, but uh, yeah, kind of, maybe a little bit. And then there's like little like things on there that like make uh, like vibrate, so you so it feels like you're. Wait, so you're gonna have to wear a spandex outfit? <sighs> I didn't want to bring this up. Oh, wait. So of how does all the things that is happening? I can of see all the things dong. that I'm. The, not that's not what's going on. Oh no! Are you afraid that you're gonna get like a fear? I said boner twice. Oh, my God. Yeah, I know. Really? I don't know why why this is your word for today. No, that's not going to happen. I would totally – if I if I was carrying around a ding-dong, I would be totally afraid that I – like if I'm being filmed in spandex that like all of a sudden you're thinking about like don't don't let it happen. Don't let it happen. Remember, and then we just it lost a good day, Oregon listeners. So, <laughs> so no, I'm not – I'm not concerned about that. I am concerned, though, because I, mean, sure? I don't like be in wearing the back of your spandex, head. although I really want to wear this suit to feel like it. To feel it? But I, I, I'm going to have to wear spandex on camera. And then, like, sit on a couch. So I'm just going to be like, Bleh. Yeah, I know. It's kind of my worst nightmare. I'm like, I'm not really looking forward to that. Because nobody, very, very few people look good in spandex. And I'm not one of those people. I will freely admit that. So, yeah. I think that's on Tuesday. Oh, I'm going to tune in for that. 
live broadcast to a lot of people. A lot of people are going to be picking this up. Oh, Eddie says, I think we have far more control than Sarah is aware. Probably. I mean, I'm, I am not aware of anything having to own that, so I do not know. I was just saying that for me, that would be a fear. <laughs> well, it's a good thing you don't have to worry about it. So, <laughs> Mike says you can definitely avoid having an erection by constantly telling yourself not to have an erection. Wow. I didn't realize this is where this was going today with this, this conversation. Anyway, I'm not worried about that part, but I am worried about sitting in a spandex suit on camera. Are you going to be the only one? Yeah. So the camera's going to be on me, talk, and I'll have to talk about it. I am really excited to try it on. I really want to. It's just I would rather do it without everybody staring at me, but that's, that's part of the gig. So I'm going to be doing that. So, like, is it a all right? So, is this like a digital trends thing, or are you going to somebody else's booth and you have to? Are you wearing a no. spandex suit that somebody else is just like well, peeled sh- off? Oh, I didn't think about that. Oh, I should yeah. clarify. So, what what I'm doing down there with digital trends for is we have a giant booth of our own. So, media companies will be down there too, especially tech media, and we do this huge booth with a camera crew and production, and we broadcast eight to nine hours a day for three days straight. And then we have two crews that are off, like, filming side things. Because last year when I went, I was partially at the booth, and partially I got to walk around with a film crew and just, like, find random cool stuff. Mm-hmm. That was fun. So what do you do this year? I'm just at the booth. I'm at the booth pretty For like, much 12 hours? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, 12 hours a day. And then they bring people to us. So it'll be myself and uh, Maude, who co-hosted last year. She's going to be there, too. Um, and we'll, cut, we'll probably co-host, and then we'll switch off so we get a break. And then they bring people to us to interview. And then one of them is, I have to wear the hap- I'm going to wear the haptic suit. <laughs> I'm excited to watch that. <laughs> so uh, it's just the same thing. Is it the same people that are there every day? As far as? The same booths? Like, I know you're there from, yeah. what, like Sunday to Friday or something? Yeah, is I mean, the people is? that we interview will be different. Oh, uh, I know, but oh, I mean, I'm like, is the there. convention the same every day? Gotcha. Yeah, the convention itself is the same every day because it opens on – it's Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, although by Friday, everybody's burnt out. I mean, it doesn't matter what side of the industry you work on. Everybody's like, yeah, I'm, I'm done. And so it's it, – I don't think many people go on Friday. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, – so those four days – now before that – there's all kinds of side conventions that are just for media or like unveilings where or private showings where or they're like private parties that you have to like try and finagle an invite to. There are totally private parties. Do you ever get invited to them? Not very often. I wouldn't <laughs> I think do so. not. I don't too often. I did get invited to one that I think I'm gonna go to. It's on Sunday and it was it's to a party for Are you just hoping like, it's an eyes wide shut party? No, I no, I don't want to go to one in Vegas. I'd be too scared. Although I don't know what this really is. Yeah, Vegas is meant for. So I'm going to one. I'm going to one that's. It's. I think the idea is it's going to be a whole bunch of like Bitcoin investors and like. Oh, definitely. Like cryptocurrency stuff. Yeah. And it's taking place at uh, Mike Tyson's old mansion. Of course it is. So (laughs) Mike Tyson's old mansion that was in The Hangover. Yeah. That's where it is. And you're going. You got invited to that. Yeah. So you Did go somebody to this, you know get invited to it and you're allowed to be their plus one? I don't think it was necessarily a real exclusive invite. Oh. But I did get an email for it, so I filled it out. And so, yeah, and so you go to, I can't remember what hotel, and then they bus you into it because wow. it's out of the city or, or somewhere. I don't know where the hell it is. But so the, you're taking a bus so to here's the thing. Wait, so what are you supposed to do there? Do you hop I don't up? know. I don't know. What are you going to wear? I didn't even think about it. 
I don't know. Like, I feel like this is why I'm considering not going. I mean, I think I have to go, but it, but then if I... You have to go. I have to go. You have to go. I mean, just for the show, like, you have to go. <laughs> there's, okay, there's some good comments coming in in our live chat. I mean, if I go there, then, like, it's going to be a bunch of, like, actual, like, ooh, la da 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 uh, you know, well, they rich don't know people. who you are. You were invited to the party. You can be a la di da da rich person, but you need to come up with your thing. <sighs> See, Keelan is saying, so what kind of mogul is Greg going to pretend to be at the Bitcoin party? This is the problem, though. That's the kind of place where they would be like, cool, give me your money. You know, where they want you to invest in whatever they're going to, they're doing. Oh, so it's a bunch of yous. <sighs> Wait, what about me? Where, where I want your money? <laughs> um... Hmm. Yeah, it's Carrie saying you have to go just to see Tyson's house, which is true. That's and where I I'll think go. what you need to do is make up like a fake word and then pretend like that's some new sort of uh, like cryptocurrency. Oh, and it's so underground that Squatch like they bucks. haven't. That's not good. Squatch bucks is no, good? no, okay. nobody wants to invest in Squatch bucks. <laughs> well, you invest in my Squatch bucks, but don't even ask people to invest. Just say like, yeah, we're currently not taking any more investors because this is actually taking off pretty great. Like, it's pretty nuts how the insane amount of money that I've made so far. I really uh, would like to bring more people on, but I just can't right now. Squatch bucks is really just kind of oh, stop with Squatch bucks. <laughs> My squatch books. Just say that it's so like off the radar, and you're so you know you're so fancy that it's something that they haven't even heard of yet. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, maybe that's that's not a bad oh, idea. Oh yeah. Wait, then people start investing in me. No, I do want to take investors then. Yeah. So I'll take their money. I'll be like, well, if you just want to give me like a cool, isn't that a crime know, of some kind? Probably. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's some rule against. I mean, that. unless you're if you're not being recorded and it's not in writing, it just could be a gift. <laughs> no, you just gifted me that, bro. I totally remember. You must have had a couple drinks. Well, anyway, I'm going to that one. Yeah, but yeah, there's lots of lots of private parties. So what happens like, like at, Elton at night? John could be there. Oh, like wow. honestly, there was Elton John was there a couple years ago, just randomly. Like I was being asked, is uh, Sinbad going to be there this year? <laughs> I did meet Sinbad last year. Yeah, mm. actually, I bet he will be. Sinbad will be at at CES because he said he goes every year. I I doubt I will run into Sinbad, but nonetheless. I bet Sinbad will be there. So what do you do at night? Like since you are in Vegas and so you spend all day standing in a convention center. Right. And then when you're done, like what do you do? Do you have like your own hotel room? Do you? Yeah, I'll have a hotel room. Um, what do you do at night? Do you go out and gamble? No. Uh, it's really boring. So like the first night, Tuesday night, there's this thing called Showstoppers afterward. So there's the main convention floor. That closes at 530. Yeah, it's all terms like that. And then there's a sh- the thing called Showstoppers. 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 And Showstoppers is in one of the hotels, I can't remember which, in one of their giant, you know, convention rooms, where it's really, really small companies or startups, people who make their own weird, like, crazy things. Like, last year I tried a brain scan thing, and then there was, like, something you put on that was supposed to hypnotize you. And, you know, it's weird, weird products. Yeah. Or, like, uh, I think one of the things was a cell phone case that was a drone. So you could fly your phone off. Like why you would want to, I don't know. But I guess to take pictures or something. But little things like that, which is actually pretty cool. I don't go necessarily go there for the tech, though, because I don't have to film there this year. The food is what you go for. The food is awesome. It's this giant buffet with, like, everything that you would ever want. Oh, boy. That's, why they get, that's how they get everybody in the door. Because, like, yeah, we know some of these are probably kind of Well, because Vegas food is so expensive. That's why I end up eating all the chicken nuggets all the time. Yeah. That's like the only thing I can afford. No, I will go to this buffet and I'll just sit there and I mean and it's free drinks and like everything's free. 
So that sounds awesome. Yeah, so everybody goes to that one. Showstoppers. Showstoppers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then, honestly, I'll probably go home. Okay, are you going to go? Uh, is our friend uh, Royal going? Oh, I will stop by to see Royal at one point. Yes. Doesn't he have? Doesn't he have some like fancy suite like the person he works for? Our buddy Royal, who I'm sure a lot of our listeners know, Royal. Yeah, he he works for a PR company, and they always rent out a suite in like one of the fancy hotels. And Royal invites me, and so I get to come over and and stop by. I'll probably stop by on, on one of the nights. Um, I'll stop by there, and he's got like they'll have bartenders. Wasn't there somebody? What was it? There was some weird. There's a monk. Monk. Yeah. that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. there's a monk that hangs out. Too, yeah, <laughs> who's from Portland? Yeah, but he's just he's in his in his gear. In his, I, I in can't his remember his gear? name right off the bat. Um, yeah, like the, like the brown robe. Uh, yeah, he's got like a brown and white just, one. Okay, like, like he's a talking monk. He's not one of the ones that you know can't talk. Okay. Yeah, he'll chat away, and he'll have some drinks. He's huh. he's he's a drinker. My dad goes and does. Um, I don't know what it is like like retreats with monks. Oh yeah. Yeah, he'll go and like for a week, and they'll sit. He'll sit and like work with them and like, not speak for a week. Wow. Yeah. I don't know if I could do it. Oh gosh, no, I don't know if I could. Could you do it. go for a week without speaking? Probably. I don't. It depends think so. on my mood. I don't think you. Sometimes could. I have. I have a little bit of a ups and You're downs. You're in a room with a bunch of people, but you can't talk. Yeah, I could do that. I've done that. Sometimes I don't feel like talking. How long? I could do it for a significant amount of time. I don't feel the need to talk to people all the time. I want to put that to a test. I don't think there's a challenge in there somewhere. Sure. Where you cannot talk. What, for like a day? Yeah. Maybe more, but you have. But you go no, out. No, maybe more. Okay, a day, but you got to go out to the bar. You got to go hang out. I have to be able to order talk. something. No, you don't. How do you think people do it when they can't talk? Write it down. Yep. Mm-hmm. You got to do it for a whole day. Okay, there's a bed in there somewhere. We'll come back. We'll circle back to that another time. Okay. Yeah. So at, at, at night, I, I it sounds boring, but I. Don't really do a whole lot. Because no, I have are you to be kidding? Having a nice broadcast. hotel room and getting to lay on like a big squishy bed and watch TV and space out. Yeah, and then I fall bet that's asleep. like the best thing ever. I'll have a, I'll have a drink. I'll have a couple of drinks, maybe. I mean, like a you know, a nightcap, and then I'll study for the next day, and then yeah, then go to sleep. And then you get up at like four. go down to the the QVC or whatever and get yourself a bottle of whiskey. That's probably what I'll yep. do. Yeah, uh, that's, <laughs> that's what I did last year. That's I'm, what I do I'm like whenever I've gone the, to uh, Vegas. You just Walgreens. get a. A room bottle, and so that way you can carry your flask because it's a lot cheaper. Well, I'm not going to be carrying a flask around because I'm not going to. I'm not just not going to be able to go out much. Although I take that back on Thursday night. That's when you do it up because the broadcast is done. Everybody's pretty much done with their work, and so you go out to dinner, and then generally speaking, the company buys you buys the drinks. So Thursday night, all dang, we'll yeah. have so much fun. Yeah, that I'll sounds go out awesome. That one. I'll hold down the fort here, Greg. It's fun. It is. I have had some requests. Stressful. I've had some requests uh, for next week, and by requests, I mean one. But I'm sure there would be more if they knew that this was an option for um, maybe me to host a show with a guy by the name of Robo Greg. <laughs> Robo Greg's making a comeback, man. Everybody's gonna forget about old Greg. Oh yeah. Oh, that's all right. We'll all see you in your spandex outfit on. On Tuesday. You can watch Tuesday on digital trends uh, across any single possible platform you can find. I will be there in my spandex suit. No. The spandex <laughs> suit's going to be one one section. 
Do you know anything about the spandex? Do you have to be like completely naked underneath it? That part, I hadn't even contemplated that. And then have other people worn the suit because it's probably an expensive suit, which means that if they're naked, that means other people's stuff is all over that. I haven't even thought about it. I doubt they're going to have me nude under this thing. That'd be weird. If it's if it's fully, they're just going around booth to booth having people try this on. Yeah, I don't know if I how I feel about that. Yeah. Maybe it goes over my clothes, but no, it doesn't. It doesn't. I saw the pictures. It's like a full suit. I wonder if Hammer will be there again. Oh, you can tell him how much you enjoy all of his songs. Do I met MCM there? I met a lot of celebrities there over the years. You sure have. Mm-hmm. All right, hello, my friends. My name is Sarah Stillen. Why, welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. All right, first up, got a story out of Missouri. Missouri, Greg. Missouri. Yes, uh, a Missouri man who is known lovingly as Hecky Set Guy. <laughs> Which is still a thing. I did not know. I did not know that Has either. now set a Guinness World Record for traveling 16,581 feet while controlling a foot bag. Which is, I guess, what you call hacky sex. Foot bag. Oh. Derek Fogel. Oh, it's Jared Fogel. I was like, isn't that the... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't new, think he new was life. Like, yeah. I don't think that guy's getting out of jail yeah, for a I don't long think he's time. Controlling any footbags. Derek uh, Fogel, fifty-five years hey, old. Hey. Oh, Derek Fogel's fifty-five, which means he was in the heyday of the hacky sacking. Probably, maybe a little, a little older. Uh, well, he's known as the hacky sack guy on uh, a Missouri University speakers circle. I don't know what that is. That uh, Guinness representatives awarded him the record for furthest distance traveled while controlling a footbag. Have you ever heard a hacky sack called a footbag? I have not heard it called that, but that is like the worst record ever. Why would you want to be that person? Fogel says that he kept his footbag more commonly. Okay, so it's like a Kleenex tissue thing. Oh, Did you know that hacky sacks oh, are hacky really sack's actually footbags? Is hacky sack a brand? Yeah, and hacky sack is a brand name. Oh. We all learned something. Okay. Oh my gosh, I'm t- when I see someone with a hacky sack, I'll be like, oh, hey, I like your footbag. Nice footbag, bro. Nice footbag, bro. So Fogel says he keeps his footbag, most commonly known by a brand name Hacky Sack, in the air while running a distance of 16,581 feet, beating the minimum required by Guinness to create the new record. He was inducted into, I guess this also exists, the Footbag Hall of Fame. Oh, no. Oh, it smells like so much patchouli at that thing. And he took up footbagging when he was just a mere 17 years old at a party with his older brother. And then never made any friends. Vogel says it was this unique experience to me that people were so accepting of me being in this physical activity regardless of how good I was. It's like, hey, Derek, man, you go. You do you, man. Good job, buddy. I bet you, can, I bet you can't good walk job, around the house buddy. with that. I can't, too, walk around the house with that. All right, let's see I bet it, you pal. can't walk around for three hours and leave us alone yeah. outside. <laughs> Come on. I keep going, man. We'll be watching you. Doing great. All right. Well, he's busy. I will admit... When I went to college. Oh, boy. Here we go. I did own a hacky sack. You owned a what? A foot bag. And I tried it for a little while. You know, you stand in the circle, and then uh, it, it, the phase did not last long. I was like, well, this is boring. I don't, <laughs> I don't enjoy this. 
<laughs> I don't enjoy the company. I'm done. And then I quit. But I did try it. Well, everyone tried it in the 90s. No. And no no judgment. I mean, a little judgment if you're setting world records with your foot bag. But nonetheless, I guess, you know, you're a world record holder, so. I mean, yeah. I mean, we can't say that. Can't say that. And he's in the Footbag Hall of Fame. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm in the Footbag Hall of Fame. (laughs) I don't know if you know this about me. I'm in the Footbag Hall of Fame. It's not a hacky sack. It's a footbag. All right. Okay. Have you ever been to the Philadelphia International Airport? I have. Oh, okay. Well, if you go back there again in your travels, let me tell you about something that exists that I'm sure is making people angry. It's at a Popeye's that exists there. What so about Popeye's? Popeye's Louisiana Chicken. I know that you love yourself some Popeye's. Louisiana. Wait, Kitchen. Kitchen. Is that what they say, though? Popeye's Louisiana, Louisiana Kitchen. Prayer. Anyway, they've decided to jump on the emotional support animal trend by selling boxes of what they are calling emotional support chickens at a Philadelphia airport. Yep, you can now purchase a chicken-shaped box labeled emotional support chicken to take on your flight. Which I'm sure is not pissing anybody off who actually has a legit emotional support animal. Is, this a, is it a box of chicken? Uh, it says that it's just a, a box that's... I don't know if there's chicken inside of there. I mean, it's one thing, you know, I want to bring some Popeyes on the plane. But then you have to be that guy. Yeah, you don't want to be like the stinky guy. All right, so it looks like it's a box that's full of chicken. It's a fried chicken meal specifically designed to fit inside of a chicken box that is your emotional support chicken. I'm not going to Can lie. I say chicken one more time? I do like I do like Popeyes. Nobody thinks you're lying, Greg. I mean. You're not going to lie expensive. about something that you've expressed it's interest in before? Though. That's the problem. Because if you go, you have to get the um, spicy chicken strips. With the Cajun fries, but then you also have to order a side of red beans and rice. Because you just got to go all out if you're going to do it. If you're oh. going to do it, go all out. They're jumping on the bandwagon because emotional support animals have been in the headlines uh, with high-profile incidents involving unusual species, of course, including a peacock, leading some airlines to tighten their restrictions on animals. Did you know that there was such thing as a set of twins that are called the world's most identical twins? What makes them the most identical? I guess they look more alike than any other identical twins have ever looked. At least this is what this... We're the most identical twins. There's a lot of world records going on here. Greg, I like to find themes. Yeah, that's what they, I don't know if that's what they call themselves, but they're called the world's most identical twins. And the world's can, most identical twins. Oh, if you can find Feast out the Feast your eyes upon them. All right. Well, the siblings who are dubbed the world's most identical twins, their names are Anna and Lucy DeSynique. DeSync. DeSync. Sure. Anna and Lucy DeSync have revealed that they both want to get pregnant at the same time with their shared boyfriend's babies. They are both dating the same man, and they are now saying... Wait, they're dating the same guy? They're both dating the same guy. They both have the same boyfriend, and now they're coming out saying that they both want to have his babies at the same time. That's kind of screwy. Yeah, it's weird. Here, I'm going to keep going. Uh, So they made this confession on Australia's Today TV show. So when they do, when and if they do have babies, any baby that they have would be both a half-sibling and a cousin. So the 33-year-old sisters That's... are both dating a man named Ben Byrne, who's 35 years old. And they say, uh, love is love. We're all adults. Um, they continued uh, to say, we need to be pregnant at the same time. It's going to be a challenge. There's going to be a lot of pressure on our Ben. Oh. 
So it was previously revealed that both of them wanted to marry him, although polygamy is not legal most places and also in Australia under the Marriage Act in 1961. Uh, They said that they want to change the government so they could both marry Ben. Where does Ben... I just looked up what the twins look like. They are freaky. They're freaky looking, right? So now they're saying also that they want to go back to their natural look because they each spent over $17,000 a piece on surgery. Yeah, you can So they did the exact same surgeries to try and make their bodies exactly the same. That's, that's not weird. That's some crazy at all. That's some strange complexes going on there. Yeah. So they said that they wanted the biggest of everything when they were getting their um their matching plastic surgery done. They wanted big lips, they wanted big butts, they wanted everything. So they had 14 surgeries in 14 days, including mole removal, pixel lasering, lip feel, uh, filling. I don't know what pixel lasering is, and tattooing and eyebrow tattooing. Uh, this sounds super healthy. It got to the point where we're now we're searching for flaws in the other one. At the first sign of something we don't like, we start saving to fix it. Ben looks like a sleaze. Oh, well, the, uh, so the twins from Perth, Western Australia. Australia's becoming closer and closer to little Florida-y. I think it's always been there. It's just getting reported more. Yeah. I well, mean, and no offense, Australia. I know you're listening. You know. You know Australia. It's you fine. know. So they're um, from Perth, West Australia. They both met Ben Byrne in 2012. Um, they were honest with him about what they both wanted. We were upfront that we came as a package, and he said that he was fine with it. So I guess he is a non-identical twin. So he's, he's uh, what is it, fraternal twin? Yeah. Yeah, so he's, even though I guess they're not interested in the other guy. Yeah, I was going to say, what him. happened to the other twin? <laughs> So they began dating, and uh, Ben Byrne, who lived a 40-minute drive away, moved in with the twins and their mom that they live with a year later. Lucy says, Ben treats us completely equally. If he kisses Anna, he kisses me right after and holds both of our hands when we're out. We never feel jealous because we know he loves us both the same. Some people say it's disgusting, but it works for us. Wow. I just feel like you need to know that. Weird. And finally, my favorite headline of the day, and so far this year, my favorite headline reads, World's only asparagus fortune teller makes 2019 predictions. <laughs> she is an asparagus fortune teller. Uh, Jemima Packington is the world's only asparamancer, is what she calls herself, and she has used her self-taught skill to predict events that have come true in previous years by only using asparagus. <laughs> she has correctly predicted Brexit, Donald Trump winning, and Emmanuel Macron's election victory. She even appeared on Big Macron. Brother. Uh, what is it? Macron. Macron. Uh, she even appeared on Big Brother forecasting who would be next to leave the house, and she was accurate about that. This summer, she also predicted the England football team would have a successful tournament even before they won. So she said she explains how asparagus helps make her predictions. She throws them up in the air. And sees how they land. She says, when I cast the asparagus, it creates patterns, and it is the patterns I interpret. Ooh. Uh, the 63-year-old from Bath, Somerset, says her forecasts are very accurate. She said, I'm usually about 80 to 90% accurate with my predictions. I go through my predictions at the end of the year and think, yep, that happened, and yep, that happened. Um, This is a lot of, like, 
weird British stuff. I don't know. One prediction for 2018 that uh, Jemima got wrong was foretelling the ousting of Theresa May, which did not happen, but came very close. She says, occasionally I get one slightly off. Uh, so Jemima says one of the things that she's predicting for 2019 that affects us, so that a, re- a great recession is going to begin in the United States after their trade war with China ends, and then it will spread across the world. Uh, most British brands will collapse, and England will have success at the 2019 Rugby World Cup. One of these things is not <laughs> like the other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the entire world economy will collapse. England will do good at the Rugby Cup. They won't win, but okay. Uh, however, most importantly, she says that asparagus sales will hit an all-time high. Wow. She's really tied into the asparagus she's, industry. She's just living the dream. There we go. Weird twins wanting to have babies with their one boyfriend and asparagus psychics. I am just reaching for the stars today, my friends. That's your world of crazy. Crazy. Excellent. How you doing over there? Uh, you know, I'm surviving. I got to get back to it. As the kids say. Uh-huh. I know what I'm saying. Sarah. Yes. Thank you for holding down the fort next week. You are very welcome. Much appreciated. And if anybody wants to come and visit me next week, um, shoot me an email, Sarah, at funemploymentradio.com. Uh, if you want to swing by and bring me food or something, Wow. Well, hang out. going to be having a good time. Everyone's going to be having a great old time without lame Greg here. No. Just taking down the room. <sighs> now, it'll be weird without you, but then we'll be back to normal next week. Oh, yep. I do have one more thing. That I have actually been saving that I forgot about it. It's We have a couple minutes. Okay. I, I do have this that I've been saving. What? Sarah. I just refound it. A Squatch Watch. Squatch! That's my thing. A man is now claiming that he was shot after another man wielding a shotgun shot him after he says that he was mistaken for Bigfoot. <laughs> a man in Helena is claiming to have been shot after being mistaken for Bigfoot. Lewis and Clark County Sheriff's officers tell us a man was target practicing in the North Hills when he was forced to take cover after shots were fired in his direction. Once the bullets stopped flying, a man the man claims he approached the shooter to try to get an explanation. The shooter then said, I was out hunting for Bigfoot. <laughs> uh, he said that he thought he was Bigfoot. And then the guy said, no, I'm not Bigfoot. And the guy said, you should be wearing orange if you're not Bigfoot. It seemed like a non-emotional approach to something that's extremely serious. Police say the man called in a report the day after the incident. He couldn't remember um, the name of the man. I guess he got it and he gave a description of a black Ford F-150 that the man had. Um, Police checked the area and found no vehicle. The man didn't want to press charges. And they said they haven't heard about any other leads in the situation. And to watch out for Bigfoot. Yeah, what about Bigfoot? He's out there. And why is this guy trying to kill him? Yeah, he's just out hunting Bigfoots. This is why... Squash! Hey, Squash Watch is my thing, but also uh, the woods of, like, like Montana, which is, you know, pretty thick woods, or Oregon, or even Alaska, it's not the animals that are scary. It's the people. The people out there, there's some nutty people with Isn't guns. Isn't that just, like, life? It's the people that are scary. Yeah. You look looking like a Bigfoot, ain't you? Oh, boy. 
Send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Thank you, everyone, for tuning into Fun Employment Radio. Hit subscribe. Get our shows every day of the week. Next week, Sarah will be holding down the fort. I will be at CES broadcasting for Digital Trends. You can definitely in spandex. take... <laughs> possibly in spandex. I'm imagining they'll have me change out of that very quickly once the numbers start tanking and then uh, and then back to normal. So, yeah, tune in. It's going to be fun. I think I'm going to be hosting and co-hosting or host co-hosting and hosting. Does it really with matter? Mod. I, I don't know. I don't even know what the proper terminology would be. I just feel like you're going to be doing some hosting stuff. Yep. There you go. That is true. Well, have a great time. Thank you. Be safe. I will. Try and get me some cool stuff. I'll try to find some cool stuff. All right, just walk around like, like you're said, Well, we never went actually circle back to that. Yeah, I just I don't have the skills I used to. Yeah. Well, here's the thing to get back. Yeah. Yeah. Get it. I'll give it a shot. Thank you so much, everybody. All right. All right. All right. Well, and I lost it again. Yes, right. My marbles. I know. Be back on Monday. Well, I'll be back on Monday. Bye. See you then. Bye-bye.